Good afternoon. This uh, hearing of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee will, will come to order. Uh, this has got to be one of the first times one started actually ahead of schedule. Wow. But uh, so I, I want to welcome the witnesses, their, their friends and family. Uh, certainly thank you for your willingness to serve in this capacity. Uh, we gather today to consider the nominations of ambassadorships to Denmark and Croatia. These two European countries are important relationships for the United States, presenting both opportunities and challenges. Denmark and the U.S. have long had a close relationship. Like the, US Den like the U.S., Denmark is one of the founding members of NATO and has been a strong supporter of expanding the alliance. The Danish people, like many of our European allies, stood by America's side following the terror attacks of September 11th and have made significant contributions and sacrifices to the war on terror in Afghanistan. Croatia is a success story of post-Cold War Europe. Emerging from the breakup of Yugoslavia and the wars that followed, Croatia's tremendous progress led us to join NATO in 2009 and the EU in 2013. The United States was a forceful advocate for Croatia's, Croatia's accession. As the highest representative of the United States to these countries, you will be tasked with maintaining and strengthening these crucial, crucial relationships. So before I introduce the nominees, I'd like to recognize the distinguished ranking member for his comments, Senator Murphy. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Senator Johnson. Welcome, both of you, to uh, the committee. Thank you for your willingness to serve. Let me just reinforce the comments of Senator Johnson. Uh, this is a trying time for the United States uh, and Europe. Uh, clearly, the bonds are not as strong in this administration as they were uh, in the past. Uh, and yet, whenever we have a big problem anywhere around the world that needs to be solved, the first place we turn is to Europe. Uh, to uh, old legacy partners uh, uh, like uh, Denmark uh, and to newer members of at least the European Union community uh, in Croatia. So uh, really eager to hear a little bit more about you and your backgrounds and your visions uh, to uh, take up these important posts. Uh, you will uh, serve with some just truly, truly amazing Americans uh, who have chosen to um, dedicate their entire lives uh, to a very, very difficult job of traveling the world representing our country and uh, look forward to your testimony. Thanks, Senator Murphy. Uh, again, I'd encourage the nominees to introduce their family and friends uh, when you make your opening statement. Our first nominee is Ms. Carla Sands. Ms. Sands is the President's nominee to the U.S. Ambassador of Denmark. Since 2015, Ms. Sands has been the Chairman of Vintage Capital Group, a highly successful real estate firm in Los Angeles. She is also a doctor of chiropractic and has been a television and film actress. Ms. Sands is a leader in the nonprofit sector, working with organizations to improve the lives of children and others in need. She has served as a board member of Pepperdine University and on the boards of numerous organizations supporting the arts and culture. While she now resides in California, I understand that Ms. Sands is a proud daughter of Pennsylvania, having grown up there and still returning frequently to visit family. Ms. Sands. Mr. Chairman, Ranking Member Murphy, distinguished members of the committee, it is an honor to appear before you today as President Trump's nominee to be the United States Ambassador to the Kingdom of Denmark. I am humbled that the President has charged me with this opportunity to work with the White House Secretary Tillerson and our gifted and hardworking officers at the State Department and Mission Denmark to lead our engagement with such a longtime and trustworthy ally. I also want to take a moment to thank my family, my daughter, Ali Sands, my two sisters who are with me today, Dr. Rhonda Carver and Deborah Shikitano, and my parents. Their love and support has sustained me through the many phases of my life and the diverse hats I've worn in both the public and private sector. I take this journey knowing I have their enthusiastic support. 
Though now a resident of California, I'm a native of Pennsylvania and come from a long line of patriots and supporters of the United States. My ancestors fought in the Revolutionary War, Civil War, World War II, and more recently have served in the Air Force, Marine Corps, and U.S. Navy. It is with their legacy in mind that I approach my own government service. And if confirmed, I can assure you that I will carry this history with me to Denmark as well. If confirmed, I bring the, to the job of Chief of Mission experience in the business sector and the nonprofit world. As I have practiced as a doctor of chiropractic, raised funds for abused and neglected children, the arts, the police, homeless rehabilitation, and many other deserving causes. In my younger years, I was a working actress, and since my husband's death in 2015, I've been the chairman of Vintage Capital Group. If I'm confirmed, these varied leadership roles will serve me well in the different facets of Chief of Mission in Denmark, and I could not be more excited about the opportunity to lead this team. Denmark is a key ally, contributing troops and equipment to international operations, including the coalition to defeat ISIS, UN operations in the Middle East, Africa, and South Korea, and enhancing NATO's presence in the Baltic. Our relationship is supported by many men and women right here in Washington, whether it is our Denmark desk at the State Department or the many departments and agencies that work with their counterparts at Mission Denmark every day. This is an important time for Europe and Denmark. The aftershocks of Brexit combined with the threats of terrorism and Russia's aggressive actions make clear that we must work with our allies like Denmark to face these challenges together in a united way. Of course, there may be issues on which our two countries do not totally agree. However, our shared appreciation for freedom, security, and opportunity give us a mutual destination guiding us in our relationship moving forward. If confirmed, my first priority will always be the welfare and security of US citizens and our mission staff. Beyond that, I will work with our outstanding leadership at Mission Denmark to fulfill three primary goals. First, I will endeavor to promote bilateral trade and economic prosperity. There are more than 700 subsidiaries of Danish companies in the United States employing, employing over 700,000 people. The United States is Denmark's largest trading partner outside of Europe, and I believe we can increase our sales of military aircraft and equipment, machinery, medical and technical equipment, and other outstanding American products. Second, Denmark is a trusted and dependable ally in an increasingly unstable and unpredictable world. It is the only Nordic country that is both a member of the EU and NATO, and our alliance with Denmark is crucial for peace and stability in the Nordic, Baltic, and Arctic regions. If confirmed, I will work with the regional commander to further our close military alliance with Denmark to deter aggressors in the region and promote stability worldwide. Third, and if confirmed, my goal is for our public diplomacy to engage with as many of the almost six million Danes as I can, including citizens of the kingdom's self-governing areas of Greenland and the Faroe Islands. I hope to promote the people-to-people -people partnerships between Danes and Americans through study abroad and exchange programs, cultural programming, and community outreach. I plan to do so by blending classical engagement with new and innovative ways to reach all, especially young people, to continue to foster a close and deep mutual respect and appreciation between our two countries. Mr. Chairman, Ranking Member Murphy, and members of the committee, 
Thank you for the opportunity to appear before you today. If confirmed, I will do my very best on behalf of our nation, and I welcome any questions you may have. Thank you, Ms. Sands. Our next nominee is Mr. Robert Bob Kohorst. Uh, Mr. Kohorst, Kohorst is the President's nominee to be U.S. Ambassador to Croatia. Mr. Kohorst is a prominent American businessman with expertise in law, real estate, and finance. He is president and founder of Everest Properties, a large commercial enterprise that purchases and operates properties throughout the United States. Mr. Kohorst has contributed to public service organizations and educational institutions, including as director and chairman of the Young Presidents Organization and regent of Loyola Marymount University. Mr. Kohorst currently lives in California, but has strong Midwest ties, having earned a Bachelor of Science degree from the University of Dayton and a JD from the University of Michigan Lawsuit. Mr. Kohorst, and pay no attention to the two-minute mark, read your full opening statement. Mr. Chairman, Ranking Member Murphy, and members of the committee, it is a pleasure and a privilege to appear before you today as President Trump's nominee to serve as the United States Ambassador to the Republic of Croatia. I'm, I am honored by the confidence placed in me by the President and the Secretary of State. If confirmed, I look forward to working with this committee and the Congress in advancing the interests of the United States and Croatia. I would like to introduce my wife, Shelley, our sons, Kevin, and his wife, Kate, and our other son, Matt. Two of our grandchildren, William and Charlotte, unfortunately are too young to be here today, but we miss them. I am humbled at the opportunity to appear before this historic committee, and I look forward to starting an, an ongoing dialogue with all of you. Although I do not have any recent government or foreign service experience, I have enjoyed business and personal successes that will suit me well if I am confirmed to represent the United States and Croatia. I have practiced law, worked for a large public company, and started my own business more than 20 years ago. I have learned how to manage people, transactions, and money in both large and small settings. I have been actively involved in a number of philanthropic organizations. All of this requires hard work, good judgment, strong moral values, and the ability to work with others. If confirmed, I am prepared to bring all of these skills to my new responsibilities. And maybe the best of all, I will be supported by my wife, Shelley, who may be the real asset the United States government is getting in this deal. Last summer, Shelley and I and a group of friends traveled throughout Croatia. We first visited the Dalmatian coast from Kotor to Split. We then traveled to Zagreb with a side trip to Plitvice Park, one of the truly amazing wilderness settings in the world. We were thrilled with the beauty of the country and the friendliness of the people. I look forward to the opportunity to spend time working with everyone in Croatia and building an even better relationship between our two nations. In preparing for today's hearing, I have been truly impressed with how well our bilateral relationship with Croatia has been managed. Ambassador Noyes has been a terrific steward of the office, and it is clear that she has a great support team in Zagreb. I look forward to working with the embassy staff in an open, friendly, and cooperative manner to achieve common goals. My management style is to respect everyone for their contributions to the effort, help each employee succeed, promote good moral values, and insist on great work. If confirmed, my foremost priority as ambassador will be promoting the United States' interest in Croatia and support a Europe which is whole, free, and at peace. Of course, our interests can be best achieved if they are compatible with Croatian interests. I intend to work hard to identify areas where we can mutually support each other. My team and I will focus on strengthening the capabilities of a willing NATO ally, supporting Croatia's role in promoting regional stability, cooperation, and Euro-Atlantic integration, encouraging Croatia's contribution to regional energy security while opening new markets to U.S. gas exports, 
and finally bolstering Croatia's economic recovery to make it a more attractive partner for American businesses and exporters. Croatia has been a strong supporter of NATO, including providing troops for the NATO mission in Afghanistan. I look forward to strengthening our support of Croatia's military and making sure the working relationship between the United States and the Republic of Croatia is a model for the region and the world. I am particularly excited for Croatia as it expands on its opportunity within the European Union. The country has made great strides since it's entered the European Union in 2013, and I intend to do my best to assist in maintaining that progress. Croatia's planned accession to the Schengen area will only help deepen its integration to the European community and expand opportunities, especially in tourism. Mr. Chairman, Ranking Member Murphy, and members of the committee, thank you for this opportunity to appear before you today. If confirmed, I look forward to hosting your visit to Croatia and to working closely with you all to advance the interest of the United States. Thank you, Mr. Kohorst. Let me just start out uh, for, for both nominees. Uh, you both mentioned in some way, shape, or form talking about bolstering economic ties. Uh, can you just talk about, in each particular country, Croatia and Denmark, what are the greatest opportunities in terms of economic relationships between our two countries? Mr. Kohorst, I'll let you go first. Thank you, Senator, for that very important question. Uh, there is a tremendous opportunity in Croatia uh, to build a natural gas uh, terminal uh, off the island of Kirk uh, in the Adriatic. And that program is currently in process uh, with an ex expected opening in 2019. Uh, that is an economic program that will provide three terrific benefits. One is it will expand the economic benefits and economy in Croatia. Second, it will uh, have the potential to deliver uh, energy supplies to southeastern Europe, which has the potential of reducing the Russian energy influence in the area. And third, it is a, a source of uh, uh, export for the United States, delivering natural gas to uh, southeastern Europe. Ms. Sands. Thank you, Senator, for that important question. My understanding is that our trade, uh, our, our trade is very important to the present administration, and some of my goals regarding trade will be to open new markets to American products and uh, to receive more, uh, more investment in the United States from Denmark. So I believe that we do have a trade uh, deficit with Denmark, and one of my goals is to reduce that deficit through great American products finding their way to Denmark. Uh, Ms. Sands, when we were in our office, we were talking a little bit about the 2% the goal, which neither country is meeting currently. But one, one of the things you pointed out is, and I think it's true, and I don't think we do enough of this, is point out the fact that uh, you know, Denmark is also sacrificed its sons and daughters as a strong ally. Can you just you know, talk about you know, how we need to make that point uh, as in your roles as future ambassador? Yes. Definitely, the President uh, and Secretary Tillerson feel strongly about the uh, member commitment to NATO of 2%. And while it is true that Denmark is not there yet, my understanding is that the Prime Minister is intending to increase the defense budget in the new defense, uh, in the new um, budget from 2018 to 2022. And of course, that is an important piece, but Denmark also is small but mighty. They punch above their weight. They give, um, they give blood and treasure right alongside Americans. They're one of the, uh, they have one of the highest rates uh, per capita of not only troops, but also loss of life in defending freedom and prosperity in the world. Um, 
They've also given funds to Afghanistan and other countries uh, in the world to uh, help to restore um, these countries. And so I believe that um, while it is important that they give more, Denmark is a definitely uh, a great ally to the United States and to NATO and a very uh, close partner in defense in the world. Thank you. Ms. Kohorst, uh, Senator Murphy and I met with uh, Serbian President Vucic uh, a couple months ago. I was just in uh, Serbia and Kosovo about a month ago. And I, th I think our assessment was that uh, President Vucic is, you know, somebody who, who's willing to take some risks to help stabilize that region. I was a little disappointed to hear that the uh, meeting between Serbia and Croatia was called off, uh, I guess just yesterday, uh, because of increased tension. Can you just kind of speak to the, well, first of all, the imperative of trying to stabilize the Southeast European region, uh, and particularly the crucial role that uh, Croatia and Serbia play in that. Your mic. Thank, thank you, Senator. Uh, Croatia has been a longtime ally of the United States, a very strong supporter of NATO, and a source of stability in Southeast Asia. Uh, it is very important that uh, the United States continue to encourage Croatia to uh, work on bilateral issues of conflict with their neighbors so that uh, stability can be achieved for all, for all parties. Uh, I was aware that the uh, presidents decided not to meet, but uh, I have not yet been uh, read into any specifics of that, so I unfortunately can't comment about, uh, about why that meeting was canceled. Uh, but Croatia has shown a willingness to, uh, to meet and talk with Serbia on the outstanding issues, and there are, there are several. There are legacy war issues. Uh, there are property rights issues, and there are some border issues that need to be resolved. Uh, in addition, uh, Croatia uh, needs to continue to support the population in Bosnia and, 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 and Bosnians uh, accession into the uh, European Union. And, uh, and they need to continue to work on um, areas where they can agree so that we, we truly need to have some stability in that part of the world. Thank you, Ms. Cohurst. Uh, Senator Kane's got to go to the same budget markup hearing as I'm going to have to leave for shortly, so Senator Kane. Thank you, and thank you to my ranking member, Senator Murphy, for letting me jump ahead. I just wanted to come briefly to congratulate you for your nomination and to hear your statements. These are both important countries, and our relationships with them have been strong, and their membership in NATO, their, their commitment of troops in Afghanistan, the uh, Danish commitment recently to put more troops in Estonia to help us deal with issues on the Russian border, these are important relationships, and I'll only just offer one piece of advice. I don't have questions. One of the things I do when I travel and go to uh, embassies is I tell the ambassador, don't uh, depart the room, and I sit down with first and second tour FSOs, and I congratulate them for having a great job and for getting through the difficult vetting and, and, and being selected for such an important position. And then I say, tell me what will make the difference between you making this a career and maybe just doing it for a few years. And that's usually all I have to say to have about an hour and a half long discussion. You'll be glad to know that the deal breakers are never, I don't like my ambassador, uh, but they do talk a little more freely sometimes when the ambassador's out of the room. And a lot of it's about paperwork and you know organizational structures that they feel inhibits their natural creativity and ability to do a good job. So when, when you come in new and they don't have any history with you and any complaints yet, um, I would encourage, especially with some of the younger members of the Foreign Service in each of your embassies, to, to really let them know that what a wonderful thing it is that they have these jobs and obviously express appreciate 
affection for doing them, but just you know, ask them to share with you candidly the joys and frustrations of the life. Some of the frustrations are they're volunteers for, you know, the challenging travel and sometimes being assigned to a place they like and sometimes not, and family sacrifices. There's huge challenges and frustrations, and they need to. We need to all give them our appreciation for that. But you'll probably learn some things if you talk to the newbies, especially. Um, that will help you um, work well and serve them well and serve the mission well during the time, uh, the course of the time that you're there, should you be confirmed. So congratulations, and I'll hand it back. Thanks. Thank you. I'm going to have to go to the same budget uh, hearing markup as uh, Senator Kane, so I'm going to have to leave now. Again, I want to congratulate you for your nominations. Thank you for your service. Thank your families for their service, and turn it over to uh, Senator Murphy. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Chairman. I should have done a little bit of research about what power I now have as the uh, <laughs> as, as the holder of the gavel as a minority party member. Um, uh, let me just uh, add my, my thanks to both of you for your willingness to serve. Uh, this isn't uh, isn't easy, and you're good to uh, to do it. Um, just a few additional questions. Uh, Senator Johnson really picked on some of the um, priorities for uh, for me as well. Um, Mr. Coerst, you are, for all intents and purposes, going to be the first political ambassador, political appointee to Croatia. This has historically been a career uh, foreign service post, the exception being the first ambassador, Peter Galbraith, who had a long history of um, experience in, in foreign policy and international affairs. And so I, I just say that um, because I think the burden will be greater on you to get up to speed very quickly uh, because as Senator Johnson referenced, um, you know, the Balkans are um, a place where um, many global conflicts start, and they are a place that are, is still, in very many ways, a tinderbox of ethnic and nationalist tensions. He referenced this cancellation of an important meeting between the Croatians and the Serbs, but uh, the Croatians have also been a real thorn in the side of the Serbia's desire to eventually join the European Union, and one of the things that holds that region together is the aspiration of many countries uh, there, particularly in the Western Balkans, to eventually be members of the EU. Um, you may not have the answer to this question, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, you know, President Trump uh, cheered on uh, Britain as they left the European Union um, and has uh, put a U.S.-EU trade deal on ice do you know going into Croatia, um, being in the middle of a region with many EU aspirants, what the administration's policy is as to EU enlargement, whether we are going to be asking ambassadors such as yourself to work uh, in a manner that would allow countries to join the EU? You obviously are going to an EU country, but they are often trying to stop other countries from joining. And I wonder whether in your preparation for this, you have been given any indication as to whether you are going to be going to Europe to try to help grow Europe, or you are going to Europe to try to cheer on its uh, its disintegrate, not its disintegration, but its uh, but those who might wish to leave. Well, thank you, Senator, for that question. Uh, first of all, I am aware that the uh, Serbians and the Bosnians are interested in joining the European Union uh, and that there is some dispute about that. But uh, I, I have not yet been uh, briefed about any specific aspects about our position on that issue. 
Um, well, again, I, I just, I, I know you will. You've been successful in everything you've done in your life, so I trust you'll be successful in this uh, endeavor as well, but I think you'll have to be a, a very quick uh, study, um, uh, again, uh, building on the work of some, some great career diplomats who have been uh, there, so I wish you luck. Um, Ms. Sands, let me um, ask you uh, a question about that trade agreement that I referenced. Uh, the, uh, Denmark was maybe one of the strongest supporters of TTIP. This is the uh, US-EU bilateral trade agreement that was being negotiated in the Obama administration that, from what we understand, is now not moving forward. There's one poll showing uh, public support at about 71%. Um, you were part of the President's Economic Council, so you've been in a position to give him advice. Um, what is your position uh, on the prospects of a future U.S.-EU trade agreement? You're going to be going to a country that is a big fan of that agreement and is very nervous that the prospects for that agreement are pretty dim today. Thank you, Senator, for that very important question. As you know, both the United States and Denmark hold trade very high. We're both trading nations and innovative countries. Um, while it's true that this trade ha uh, agreement has been paused, my understanding is that the administration is working through how they're going to proceed. And if I am uh, confirmed to serve in Denmark, I will wait to hear what the President and Secretary Tillerson what agreement they come to, and I will implement the policies of the administration. Uh, thank you. I, I hope you're right uh, that uh, we're going to get that trade agreement uh, restarted, and uh, there are still plenty of non-tariff barriers that uh, hurt companies in the uh, in the United States. Just one more question for you, uh, Ms. Hans, on um, the Danes' relationship with Russia. Um, they have to be talking to the Russians, in particular because of their concerns with respect to the Arctic, but you know, they have been partners with us uh, in continuing sanctions um, uh, against Russia with respect to their action in Ukraine. Um, I expect that you will uh, have orders to continue to work with the Danes on uh, Russia sanctions, but I just wonder if you might speak for a moment about uh, the work that you expect to be doing uh, to try to make sure that um, Denmark and the U.S. are uh, working in concert uh, to uh, make sure that Russia continues to pay a price for their invasion of Ukraine, while also trying to find ways that we can work together, the Arctic being a good example of it. Thank you, Senator. Um, this is a very complicated issue, and while I know the administration is working through how this is going to uh, go forward, the Russian sanctions, they are going to be very serious. And I look forward, if I'm confirmed, to being at post and being fully briefed on the issues regarding the Russian sanctions and how it will impact both Denmark and the United States. Mr. Kors, let me ask you, ask you the same question. Croatia, obviously, is an important um, country with respect to holding European sanctions uh, against uh, European and U.S. sanctions against Russia together. Um, how do you expect to work with the Croats on making sure that uh, they continue to be part of a coalition uh, that um, uh, holds uh, Ukraine-related sanctions uh, together against the Russians? Well, thank you, Senator. Croatia has been a strong and important ally of the United States for 
the 25 plus years. Uh, I expect that relationship to continue, and if confirmed, I will do my best to maintain a positive relationship with the Croatian government and its people. Uh, Croatia has been fully supportive of the U.S. sanctions against Russia in the Ukraine, and uh, of what I understand, they will continue to do so. Um, I was vamping, waiting for Senator Shaheen, so now that Senator Shaheen is here, I will let her settle herself and turn... Uh, uh, and turn over to, to her for a few final uh, questions. Well, thank you very much, Senator Murphy, for keeping the hearing open so that I could come over and um, get my questions in. And uh, congratulations to both of you on your nominations and on your willingness to serve the country. As you know, we, both Croatia and Denmark, are very important to the United States. Um, and I wanted to, I'm sure you've covered many of the questions that I had, but I really wanted to ask you about energy, because as we look at the proposals for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, um, obviously there are concerns in both Croatia and Denmark about that pipeline and what that would mean in the country. So as you're, you're thinking about your role as ambassador, should you be confirmed, how do you view being able to support your host country as they continue to keep that pipeline from being built and continue to address the energy issues that they have in each country? So I'll ask you, Mr. Co-host, or if you would like to go first on that. Well, thank you, thank you, Senator. Uh, energy is a, a critical issue in Croatia in the past few years and going forward. Uh, they are currently in the process of building an LNG uh, terminal off the island of Kirk, which will uh, have the potential to, with a pipeline being built through to Hungary, has the potential to deliver substantial energy to southeastern Europe, which will dramatically reduce the Russians' influence in that area. It provides economic benefits to the country of Croatia, reduces Russian influence, and has the potential to allow American countries to export uh, liquefied natural gas to the area. Ms. Sands. Thank you, Senator, uh, for that question. And the, the pipeline is a very important uh, topic. Denmark is concerned, and so is the United States. The, the pipeline would go through Den Danish territorial waters. And um, I believe that, of course, I will look forward, if I'm confirmed, to learning more about this at post. But Denmark is very progressive in their energy and they're actually, I think, the only EU net exporter of energy. And I believe that they're so innovative that they're, along with the United States, finding new ways to, uh, to power Denmark. But um, as far as the Norsk II, it is a complicated issue, and I look forward to learning more about it. Thank you. Um, I want to go back to Croatia because... Croatia has been very helpful to its neighbors in the Western Balkans in terms of encouraging them to, um, in their efforts to join the EU and to, um, to look west and continue to support those values. And I think it's probably more important now than it has been in the last several decades, perhaps since Yugoslavia broke apart, 
to have countries in the Western Balkans who are offsetting some of the influence from Russia. Um, I noticed recently that Serbia has, um, we've seen a, a big change in public opinion in Ser Serbia about their interest in EU, joining the EU and in their support for the West versus support for Russia. So as you think about your role as ambassador, what can you do to continue to support Croatian efforts to work with their neighbors on continued EU integration? Uh, thank you, Senator. Uh, Cro Croatia uh, joined the EU in 2013 uh, after 10 years of going through the process. It's a very difficult uh, process, but they were able to make changes in their society and their economy that satisfied the requirements for joining that. I believe the, uh, their neighboring countries, Serbia and Bosnia, are attempting to make those changes. And uh, to the extent we can help that process, I believe that's in the United States' interest. Uh, so I would encourage Croatia, uh, without interfering with the bilateral relationships with, sure. between those two countries, to, uh, to, to support the EU whenever it's possible. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Thank you very much, uh, Senator Shaheen. We don't have an ambassador to Hungary yet, but when we do, you will get to know them very well because at the heart of these energy issues um, in the region uh, is one of the most complicated energy relationships in uh, Europe uh, between Croatia uh, and Hungary. And uh, we look forward to working with you to try to settle some of those issues around reverse gas flows because if we put that LNG terminal uh, in uh, to Croatia, it doesn't do much good if we can't then turn that around and help out uh, other neighboring countries that are today dependent on Russian uh, oil. Um, thank you both for providing us with uh, your testimony and uh, uh, responses. The hearing record is going to remain open. Uh, Senator Johnson tells me to report uh, for two days uh, until October 7th at 5 p.m. So if you do get any questions from members of the committee who weren't here or who were here, uh, we hope that you will turn those around as fast as possible. And with that, as I reach for his gavel, the hearing is adjourned.